You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. And welcome yeah, to the Vicious Circle. This is the Vicious Circle Live. For more How great shows, it? like the one you're Good, about Rob, to enjoy, I'm just sitting back, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Um, some soul stew and with now, Rob Fleming. Our feature Almost presentation. like a Rob yourself. No, that's one of my favorite nights. Last night was a great night. Was the for, last man we were two in the station and listened to um, the man. Uh, there was, um, the man feels uh, no what they call the, um, oh man, um, rockabilly. And after rockabilly is a guy named Captain Pete. And Lonnie does rockabilly. Captain Pete's been there for 27 years. And he comes on every show Friday night at 9 o'clock, so I think 12. And he always starts his show with his same song, uh, his theme song. And then um, he'll, he'll thank Lonnie. He'll be like, Lonnie, it's 914. I thank you. You are now in This is Captain Pete. This is Captain Pete's Blues Cruise. You know, and then Welcome I get uh, my, arm, my hair's my arm stand up. I, I know the guy's dead, but it's just it's such a great podcast. night for music on Friday, Saturday night, especially if you like the blues. The first part and uh, Rob Fleming, man, he does a really good I mean, uh, Yeah, Rob Fleming. We had. Um, does a good uh, job uh, on Saturday nights with Soul Stew. I think he goes from six to eight or something like that. Six to nine. Seven to nine. Great, I remember you mentioned show. that to me once. So because what we've done, the time, so when, when he starts talking about the time, he'll mention the exact one, time. Part two yeah. next week. And, and there's uh, there's another guy I listen to on Wednesdays. His name's um, you want to talk um, to the big Bashful guy? Bob Info in the Sure Enough Country Hour. Com. He's been Shoot dead for eight or nine, we'll ten years, the and they play him every Wednesday. And I don't think the station could go on without those two guys, you know. But uh, it's a pretty cool station. If people want to check it out sometime, it's out of Memphis. It's been the best station in Memphis for 47 years. There's no commercials. It's privately owned by the public, and we people who donate to it help it keep going. And it's a really great station. I'm telling you, it's got a different genre of music every couple of hours. And it comes on at six in the morning, goes off at midnight. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm so uh, fascinated with this great educational vehicle, too, to learn about new music. For instance, I remember on Sundays, they play uh, gospel, of course, and then they go to heavy, you know, uh, called heavy metal cathedrals, just heavy metal stuff. I can't even stand. Then after that's rap and then. They'll have uh, reggae music, and one Sunday I had it on riding around, and I heard a song, and I mean, I'm not big on reggae, but, you know, I, I said, man, that might be one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. And if you listen to all those genres of music and listen to it long enough, you'll say, whoa, man, I didn't know I liked reggae, or I didn't know I liked country, or didn't know I liked uh, folk music. And They got some great folk music on there. Dude, you got me hooked. I have a bookmark on my computer so I can sit and listen to it while I edit. So good yeah, deal. you got me hooked. Um, I'm going to jump into this because people are saying hello. Austin Gillard says, hey, Sid, what's up? Hey, Austin, what's going on, dude? Uh, Giacomo Padrino said your Survivor Series 96 entrance was the most badass in history. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I remember that. That's where the door, the subway doors opened, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, here we go. Karen Payton says, hey, Sid. Hey, Karen, how are you doing tonight? Black Fawn Distribution says, nice shirt. Oh, that's for me. I'm wearing a Black Fawn Distribution shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around, couldn't figure out what shirt to put on. Let's do this on real quick. Yeah, no, that works. Uh, let me see here. We got Nicole said, good evening, master. Hey, good, uh, give, good evening, Nicole. You can get used to that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Austin again said, Sid the man. Uh, Austin, the ruler of the world. Christopher says, hey, Sid, hope you're having a wonderful day. 
I am, man. I've been working out in my yard, getting my pond ready to do some fishing tomorrow and or maybe Monday Memorial Day. And that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Nice. Oh, and Pete's back. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. What's up, dude? Get a job. <laughs> and we got Jonathan. I know he's over. The, he's on the other side of the ocean there uh, in England or Ireland. Oh, my God. I hope that's I got all right. That. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for the shout out. Hey, Sid. Are you watching the Undertaker's documentary on the WWE Network? No, I don't. I don't have the WWE Network. Uh, so. But they on Fox now they're showing all kinds of uh, replays of certain things like that. I saw saw a part of uh, one of Charlotte Flair's greatest moments or something. So they've got a great television deal going on right now with Fox. <laughs> Excuse me. And here we've got Donald. Uh, what's up, Sid? One of my favorite memories is when you beat up the Jobbers before WrestleMania eight and you laughed at them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I think that was all of our probably. Me included and everyone else. That was the good old days when you just had to fight jobbers on TVs. There wasn't storylines to worry about and stuff like that, you know. Hey, I, I slewed out to all the jobbers, especially, can't think of Lee's last name, but Lee made me look like a million dollars in WCW. His father was a referee. I think he refereed some. Really super nice guy. And I'd say, Lee, do you mind if I press you over my head and throw you out into the 10th row? No, Sid, I don't mind. And I'd do that. And then, and and then uh, afterwards, I'd always give him a $250 extra or something like that. Um, and somebody did a really good job for me like that. I always paid him a little bit more money because I know that they were really working hard for that money. Yeah, yeah, very hard. <laughs> With the end of a power bomb, absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, Christopher is on here, and he said, Hey, Sid, thank you for always entertaining me. What's your thoughts on Shad? On Shad? Yes, he just uh, just passed away recently. They 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 uh, found his body in the water. Oh, I heard about that. Um, I just don't remember the name. That's yeah. a horrible deal, you know. Uh, I think he's with his children too. Yes, man, my prayers and uh, uh, my prayers and wishes go out to the family and hope that um, everything works the best it can. And I, I, I'm speechless to say what any more than that. I know that's that's heartbreaking. No, yeah. it is. Uh, Stuart here. Question: Your thoughts on the WCW Monday Night Nitro when you interrupted three or so matches? Whose idea was that? You know, there was so many of those crazy nights like that. I'm sure that that was um, that was probably during the time that I was trying to get my numbers up to fight Bill Goldberg, and that was probably part of that. And and I think. Things like that, when you make things look like they're in total chaos, it, it sort of has a something people remember you by. So I thought that was a pretty cool um, segment when I was doing that. And we have Jeff here. Jeff says, you're the reason I'm a fan, brother. Hey, Jeff. Thank you very much for that. And Jose says, hey, Sid, from Peru. So people are watching from around the world right now. Oh, hey, Jose, man. Uh, let me see. Jason says, hey, Sid, how can I get to sign one of my 8x10s of you as a horseman? We're actually working on something like that. We are. I'm glad you brought that up, Jason. You know, we've had, a, I've had a hard time getting in touch with Cameo. Uh, Try to get, we've worked and got our Instagram thing up, our Twitter. Now we've got this Facebook live thing going. So we're talking about since we get, get in touch with Cameo, we're going to return our phone call. We're probably going to try to do all that on our own. And we're going to talk about that, you know, in the next couple of weeks on this live broadcast. I'm excited for that. I really am. Yeah. 
Oh, and Luna's back. She was here before. She's an actress that's going to be in one of my uh, my web series, Luna. Hey, Luna. She, apparently, she likes your accent. Hey, thank you, Luna. <laughs> Ryan says, Sid, you're a boss. You've been my favorite since I was a little kid. Glad to see you on here and healthy. Well, and thank you, man. Thank you, Brian. Ryan. It's it's good you've been staying healthy, too. Like, uh, when you posted that picture of your, your meal that day. Right. You know, some, I'm glad you brought that up, too. You know, somebody, I, I think, made a few silly comments about, well, he really likes his beans and stuff like that. The thing is, uh, when I'm putting that out there for is this, and when I looked at, uh, you know, say, magazines that showed healthy meals, I always noticed something that always every plate almost had in common. There's usually a lean cut of meat, a vegetable, some type of starch would be a rice or whole grain or every once in a while potatoes or pasta, but very often. But one thing you always saw on the plate was some type of bean. And on, when I looked at the carbohydrates, the best 750 carbohydrates you can take in, the first 250 are some type of bean. So, I mean, and believe me, guys, I ate enough beans as a kid to, shoot, man, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> and I said I wasn't ever going to eat beans again. But now, I mean, beans are pretty cool. Me and Rob talk about it all the time. Where you take a bean and put a little, just a, I mean, just a little onion and when I'm, big pot of beans, just a little bacon and garlic and cook that down. And and you can taste that. Every little bean like has got a little burst of garlic, onion, you know, a little something, a little sea salt. So bean is a really cool deal. And it also supplements your protein. And protein is what keeps us going. Exactly. That's the big thing. That's why I like beans, I think. A little bit because they cover a lot of food groups and and keep you healthy oh and i've just lost the next question that i was about to ask where'd it go oh here it is uh james what kind of fish do you have in your pond because he went fishing today i've got catfish i've got two types of brim i got red nose and hybrid bluegill i've got uh hybrid crappie and i've got largemouth bass yeah, Pete even said Sid's pond is amazing. It is. I'm gonna actually put a I'm gonna put a little shot on the Instagram of my pond and my dog out in it. Absolutely. Especially when you're feeding them. Yeah. That was cool. I, I, Rob, I was working out there all day today. I was thinking about you. Yeah. It's, it's really looking pretty good back there. Oh, I can't wait till lockdown is done and we can, you know, travel around again. I know, right? Oh, Steve's got a question. When are you gonna show up in AEW? Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I tell you, I've, I've really had a lot of fun watching it. I didn't watch it this past Wednesday because I was exhausted, uh, overheated outside for the couple of days before that. And I actually forgot to, but I enjoy watching it. It's a lot more fun when the fans are there, of course, but they've been doing a really good job of not having fans there and moving on. Um, some, I did hear some bad news that Brittany Baker girl I heard got hurt. She's going to be out six to nine months. I was looking at her being like maybe, you know, and I know this is probably a too much too fast, but um, her being like almost a female Ric Flair of that territory. You know, she yeah. she she was um not like Charlotte Flair, totally different. Where she you know she didn't have the body. She has to use her 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 gab. She's always I love the way she gets her heat that and it's cheap heat uh, on Tony Schiavone and does that you know little stick stuff you know where. That might not look good on Charlotte Flair, you know, but I think she does a really good job with a small as a small girl, a smaller girl. Well, here's another good one. What current star would be a great feud with you? Man, there's a bunch of them. Um, 
man, I don't know. Probably somebody out of the Dark Order. The Dark Order. Yeah, I like those guys. Uh, here's one. By late 1996, could Sid feel the animosity between Brett and Sean? Sid's the only person to beat both men back to back. Uh, you know what? Not as much as you think what people build it up to be like. You know, could we, me and Brett and Sean had some three-way matches together in those dark, you know, in our own house shows. So I didn't really see as much as people thought it was there. And it was like, you know, uh, like if we were all three sitting talking, you know, Brett would say would say something someone didn't want to hear. Maybe someone looked behind their head, look at me and go, you know. <laughs> and yeah. a little funny stuff like that was going on, but nothing like F Brett, nothing like that. It was just funny little stuff, you know. Um, but I had that happen to a million guys. I'm sure that guys have done it to me too, you know. Uh, when you're in, the, you know, trying to get something over in a match, and the guy's not cooperating, you look at the other guy. If there's another guy there, and you look and go, you know, <laughs> give the old idea, like, remember, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but no, it really wasn't there like people say it was. Uh, I'm sure it could have been sometimes, but not what I saw. Okay, here's one too. How long did you wrestle as Lord Humongous? For a, a year in Continental and about a couple months, maybe a total a year and six months on and off. You know, but for one solid year, you know, I really enjoyed that character. That, yeah, I've, I've been watching some of those matches lately, and yeah, that was a fun character to watch. It was man. because it was in the studio, and when you walked, you walked right in front of the crowds. Right. Nice. Uh, here's one too. Uh, Greg says, Hey Sid, I still never forget the fist bump you gave me in old Kobo hall in Detroit on the way to the ring. Wishing you all the best. Oh man. That's, that's, that's really nice to hear, man. I appreciate that, Greg. And yet people, you're, you're credited for that. The fist bump. That's, I think a little bit. Yeah. That's your thing. Uh, what do we got here too? Tim Henson. Hey Sid, watch every match you had shout out from Tennessee. Hey, Tim. Nice to talk to you, man. Glad you could uh, tune in tonight. Yeah. And Stephen Clark, what was your favorite match? Oh, man. Um, my favorite match, again, probably with Shawn Michaels at, um, at, the, at the Gardens. Yes? Yeah. One of them, you know, um, because, again, personal reasons, but it was just a really, really satisfying moment, and then cap it off and being in the ring with a really good performer and a great worker, Sean Michaels. So I couldn't have asked for a better for everything just to have come together at one time. Very, very nice. What is this one? Oh, cousin Edna is watching again. Love you. Love you too, Edna. <laughs> That's cool. Actually. And I didn't see it before. Uh, I jumped on earlier just to give a little promo to, but everybody ready for today. Right. And Hannah jumped on. And she said, yep, Sid's my father-in-law. Love him. <laughs> and I said, That's cool. Because we've talked yeah. about Hannah. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, here's Hannah. Luna. Luna's back. Gotta love my Americans and especially my wrestlers. Oh, we love you too, Luna. There we go. And then very right after that, happy Memorial Weekend. Hey, happy Memorial Weekend to yourself. Yeah, because that's on Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I served in the war. Yes. Which war? Battle, you uh, war games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two cages. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Have you seen any of Dark Side of the Ring, which we both know you have? And yeah. 
what do you think about it? I think it's 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 um even on bad shows, it's still entertaining. Like Herb Abrams show, the one with cocaine and cowboy boots. I mean, it was pretty funny about the Vaseline and the cocaine he he uh, smeared himself with or basted himself with. But this is the deal on that right there, guys. And um, what they actually did, and I was at that show, their biggest show. And all that UWF was, everyone, was a glorified independent show. And every independent show I've ever done and any every independent show I know everyone has ever done as well, you know that going into that. And you hope that you get in and out for one show without and being unscathed. And for everybody to get on there and say, okay, this was going to be cutting edge and blah, blah, blah. You look stupid, man. Okay? You look stupid and you look like you were grasping at something. Um, maybe you something wasn't getting somewhere else, but it was a glorified independent show and a show that maybe shouldn't have, should, they shouldn't have done, but it's still fun to watch. And you only did the one pay-per-view with them, didn't you? Yeah, I think the only, yeah, I didn't know it was a pay-per-view. Honestly, I was just there for a couple of days working out with warlord. I didn't know who I was working with. You know, we got there with nobody there. Got my money. I do. I do have a herb story. He came to my room with, um, two uh call girls and he asked actually asked him put no makeup on and so finally asked him man i gotta go to bed if you guys could leave and so i thought they had left and i get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom <laughs> and him and this one had one left with him and they were in my bathroom with the door shut and i said guys y'all have got to go so th- that is true about the herb abram story and I actually witnessed one of those myself oh man that's hilarious uh, here we go. Kyle. Hi, buddy. From your buddy, Kyle of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Go Cubs. Thanks for being my friend. Keep in touch. Hey, Kyle. You keep in touch as well. And here's one from uh, Angela. Sid, I seen the heart in you when you were doing signings for us fans. Thank you for that. Well, thank you too, Edna, for showing up for the signings. But I, I tell people, you know, uh, I wasn't a wrestling fan and I uh, didn't watch wrestling growing up and stuff like that. But the one of the things I enjoyed were those nights walking to the car and, you know, and I, I always use the Northeast, for example, but in the snow and there'd always be two or three people like, you know, uh, Angela or, um, you know, hardcore fans to walk you to the car and bust your chops and then tell you, you know what, Sid, you're a pretty good guy at the end of it. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm an asshole. No, you're a pretty good guy. Go, no. But again, that's what made it for me was those few intimate moments with the fans, you know, where it was just you and them. You can't touch people when there's, 10 or 20 people or more in a group, but there's just two or three. You can get, you know, that little, you know, relationship going on. That is so cool. I love some of the stories you've been telling me about after the show walking. Yeah. The yeah. Those would mean the most to me, man. And that's what I think about when I see something on TV reminds me of a town like New York or Philadelphia or Dallas or wherever. I'll think of that walk to the car that night and think about who I talked to and what the story was. That's so awesome. Uh, Eric, he hopped in and said, hey, guys. We Is that have- Eric from Cyclist Promotions? That's him. Get out of here, Eric. <laughs> Go to Burger King. Go to McDonald's. Get yourself a McRib. <laughs> oh, now I want one. Yeah, me too. I hate <laughs> those things, man. Uh, it looks like Nicole Wood says, your symmetry and bodybuilding is amazing for a tall man. What pushed you to build your full body and not just your arms? You know, that was something a, a guy who taught me all I know about working out named Randy Pedigo that we just we we didn't miss a muscle, you know, calves, forearms, traps, shoulders, chest, back, abs, you know, everything. So we just didn't believe in having a weak body part. 
and you pushed yourself hard too. I can honestly say, I think if anyone ever saw me at the gym working out, which a lot of the guys did and other people as well, I didn't leave anything. I didn't have any empty sets. A lot of people left with empty sets. I, I did not. Now, here's an interesting one. Joe Beck says, what's your memories of being on Family Feud? Uh, is this Joe Beck, the jerk that called me right before I got on the show with some stupid stuff he was talking to me about? Um, the thing about the Family Feud was this. I remember getting there where it was me and Kevin Nash. Was Kevin Nash on that? Um, oh, my God. I know Kevin Sullivan was. Kevin Sullivan, Tony Schiavone, Dutch Mantel. Yes. I won't think Kevin Nash, too. We were all riding together on the same loop. Anyway, we went out there and did the show, and we were in rehearsal in the Gordon against uh, Sylvester Stone's mother, go uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling and uh, Glow Organization. And they got zeros all the time. And everybody we were with were getting zeros except for me. I was getting, like, perfect scores. And so the guy said, you know what? Well, for us, let's just let Sid do the big money one every time because no, no one was getting anything, right? So when we got out there, I think I got the record for the most zeros in Family Feud history. I got, I mean, they said, what's the average height? I'd go seven foot. It was just like, oh, shit, man. Average height, 295. Like, they were giving me questions I should have known, you know. I didn't think about it, you know, because it was the big money, you know. But um, I, I really bombed big time. Those were fun to watch. I, I remember catching one of them. And it was a blast to watch you guys go head to head. Yeah, we were. Well, I think we gave a little couple digs to the girls, you know, how dumb they were and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another Survivor Series reference. Mark says, huge fan all my life. And I used to rent Survivor Series 96 all the time as a kid to watch Sid's electric entrance at MSG. Rob, you're cutting out. Oh, am I back now? There, am I back? You're back. Okay. Yeah, I got to change the cord. But you're echoing again. I think it's the cord on my microphone. I really need to change it. Down, 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 yeah. down, down. So Mark, thanks for the great memories, Sid. I get some jam going on in the background. Uh -huh. Going down, down, oh, you down. You got Weaver playing down, in the background, don't down, you? Down. Uh oh. We're going to lose Sid to music here in a second. You're, you're cutting out. <laughs> Dang, nabbit. There, how's that? That's better. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Ashley Smart. No, you're still weirding out there. Really? Down, um, down, down. I, I am so sorry, Sid. I'm not sure what's do doing it now. Do what you're doing, man. I'm enjoying the music. Okay, that's fair. Down, down, down. Uh, Ashley Marsh says, hello, Sid and Rob. Hope you guys are both doing well. Hey, Marsh, how you doing? And what do we got here? William C Cook, you're one of my favorite all time. I wish WWF had put you over Hogan in the early 90s. And I see your grandpa like me now. Congratulations. How long did you play pro softball? Did you? Well, I played for a one traveling team that was called the Memphis Sox for one summer. And they so were sponsored you, by Worth, yeah. So you did get in there for a year. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. Now we got Jay. Good evening, Sid. You were one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I'm 40 now. You were a beast. Awesome talent. Thank you and much respect. Man, thank you for that comment, uh, compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Eric's back. Dude, I'm going to have McDonald's McRibs sent to your house when I get my stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dreaming. <laughs> Um, Michael here says Drew McIntyre would have been a great tag team partner for Sid back in the day. 
it would have been fun to uh, work with for sure. You know, and I'm not, I, and I don't know him, but he reminds me a little bit of Adam Baum, you know, and I'm, I'm sure he's taking that as a knock. Um, they both had the dark hair, you know, the dark, you they got know, that look. yeah, they got that look a yeah. little robotic, a little bit, you know, but not everybody can be as smooth as I am at, you know, 320. Right. And then the doctor, Dr. Stevel said, we would never make faces behind your back, Sid. Oh, thank you, Dr. Evil. Steve, <laughs> evil. No, I like Steve, man. I like Steve and I like Dr. Steve just a little bit. <laughs> uh, here we go. Eric Gomez says, when you had a match with Undertaker, still young in WrestleMania, you saw a lot of future in which he would become a legend as you are. I think, I think we pretty much started about the same time. I think we became legends about the same time. You know, you uh, did. I probably was a little bit more of a a legend is um, in a bad way that he was before he ever become a legend. So might've beat him as a legend just a little bit. I remember your introduction was against mean Mark. Dutch was managing mean Mark and Lawler brought oh, yeah. Lord humongous. Right. That was, yeah. Um, he's here. Steve Vickers says they didn't push the skyscrapers like they should have. I disagree. I think we did get a really good push. And I think my, what happened was, and I'll take the blame is when I had my lung surgery, if, not without, if we ha, if I hadn't had that lung surgery, I mean, I don't know what, where we could have went, uh, before that. Now that's one thing on after the, after, um, on that, after the, on, after the mat, what is it on vice, the wrestling thing after oh, no. Dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. There's after dark or something like that. The little podcast thing afterwards, mm -hmm. when they're asking Danny Spivey about uh, him being a tag team with Mark Callis. So that's what happened was when I got hurt, Undertaker Mark Callis came in and took my place. So then I think that's when, and I don't know what happened, what they did with those guys at the, you know, for me because I didn't, I was in the hospital, so I don't really know what was going on. And maybe that's when they weren't getting pushed as well. So I know when I came back. Um, <clears throat> Danny was pretty much gone, you know? So again, um, I think we got a really good push. I think so too. Some of those matches are iconic. Yeah. Um, here, oh, I hear, okay. Here's kind of a sad one though, but, uh, Owen Hart died 21 years ago today. Any good memories of Owen? Yeah. You know, as one thing I, I liked his documentary, I mean, that thing on dark side of the ring. Um, I do remember one thing about Owen, we both had in common where we were, we were trying to catch it a flight out to get us home. Even if we might have to fly all night just to get home two hours early, we'd do that. So I remember Owen at those, uh, those, those airline counters with me at midnight, trying to get a red eye out of California or New York or wherever we were to try to get home a little earlier. So those, those are the memories I have about Owen. Um, just a really good guy. Did he ever pull a rib on you? No, he never pulled a rib on me. No. Okay, I was just curious because it seems like almost everybody and their brother got it at one point. So I was just curious. Uh, Simon says, Sid, please say you'll come over to the UK. Huge fan of yours for years. Yeah, I hope uh, after this this pandemic gets over, they'll have another autograph signing over to the UK again. Let me see here. Uh, another one, Dallas Williams. Hey, Sid, looking good, brother. We've actually met a couple times at Sturgis in 1999 and Halloween Havoc in 99. Okay, cool. Hey, man, how you doing, Dallas? Okay, I'm trying to find a good question here. 
Uh, at the 1996 Survivor Series, was Sid surprised at how much support he got, even though he was supposed to be the heel by the end of the match? I think I was always, even it happened all the time, I was always surprised when it did happen, especially the people it happened with, like Hogan, you know, was a big star, and they booed him for me. So uh, I, to me, it was just, again, just uh, another you know, solidified myself as what I was doing was working. You know that okay. These guys, these people understand you, man. So I think again, when I I'd get that type of response, I knew whatever Vince and them thought they were doing or were not were not doing with me correct. I somehow still kept achieving my ultimate goal, and that was to get over. Well, like you said too, the that area they love their wrestlers. They know what they want. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um. Here, where is it, Larry? Frank Francis said, do you remember what Vince had planned for you after WrestleMania eight? Well, actually how it's supposed to have been was I was supposed to have walked out. WrestleMania was supposed to be my first show and I was to win, win the world championship and then go into regular house shows after that. And I think that would have worked, but that never took off because from the beginning they had to make so many different changes. Yeah. Cause it, <laughs> That, that started from day one for you, didn't it? Right. And again, you know, uh, that's just, that's how it goes sometimes. My time is yours. And that is the end of part one. We hope you enjoyed that. Hope you'll come back next week when we get to finish this amazing show that we had live on Facebook on our next episode of The Vicious Circle. You've been listening to The Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, J. Robert Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle podcast was produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Media, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music, Omega Amigo, was by The Shaman. All rights to the podcast are held by Sid Udi.